0: everybody happy new week i hope you're doing amazing i am very excited uh, to be here right next to me with my newly published author eleanor oyston um, you're based in canberra aren't you? you're still there
1: yes 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 we're in in canberra
0: and you're just getting some sunshine rare sunshine coming through um, today so yes. we can see eleanor's book there behind her and um, the topic for discussion guys today is touching cancer oncology massage benefits show us your book show us your real book rather than the picture there it is i love it my journey of self-discovery with oncology massage so i'll give you guys the official introduction of who eleanor is and then she can talk to us about some of these massive benefits um, of what she's researched and known and done and all that kind of stuff so After 30 years in science and medical technology diagnosing cancer, Eleanor um, attained a deep remedial massage and studied Bowen therapy in 2000. She founded Oncology Massage Training, OMT, It became a registered charity in 2009. She taught taught OM in Australia, New Zealand, Germany, Hong Kong, the Netherlands and Spain, presented at international conferences in Australia, Germany, Minneapolis and Barcelona. Eleanor developed in-hospital training at the Olivia Newton John Cancer Research and Wellness Centre Melbourne and the Lifehouse Royal Prince Alfred Hospital in Sydney. In 2015, Western Sydney University embraced Eleanor's ideas and together they mapped CM services for cancer patients around Australia. In 2017, she established Oncology Massage Global, uh, teaching in Spain and Argentina. Eleanor was awarded a fellowship with University of Technology, Sydney, Australian Research Centre in Complementary and Integrative Medicine. She still holds this position. And in 2022, Eleanor began a palliative care collaboration with Dr. William Kalinch USA that is ongoing. Wow, that's quite... um, (laughs) Uh, you know sorry
1: it it goes on and on it's um it's um really just your neighborhood massage therapist right? right
0: right right well you're a lot more than that because obviously written such a transformative book that can help so many uh Mm -hmm. and you said just something's just changed in the government around this so we'll talk about that but let's let's talk about you know massage and its benefits for people who are very sick
1: Uh, absolutely. Um, we know from a lot of medical research and scientific research that when we feel bliss, we produce, um, a chemical in our body that's called anandamide and that's Sanskrit for bliss. And that attaches to our cannabinoid receptors in our body. And there's a cannabinoid receptor on every cell in our body. And that is the bliss hormone. And that creates a, uh, Uh, situation in a cell that potentiates the cell. So when we're feeling bliss, the bliss hormone switches the cell on to be the best liver cell, lung cell, heart cell um, that it can possibly be. So when we have a blissful massage then it's, um, we're switching on our body's own immune system and creating lots of anandamide. But when we have an elbows and, and thumbs massage where it, it's very painful, then um, when our body's not well, it's not good for us. So there's nothing magic in oncology massage. It's um, it's just a particular particularly gentle and relaxing kind of massage. And massage therapists that work with people with cancer need to know a lot about cancer. They need to know a lot about cancer treatment. They need to know a lot about how it affects the body and how our body responds to it um, when we're stressed and when we're feeling relaxed. So it's it's all oncology massage uh, started in America about the same time I started here. Uh, and I stand on the shoulders of amazing women, Gar McDonald and Tracy Walton particularly, who started their process in the US and they started regulating it. And what, what I, my, my passion was to regulate massage therapists so that they did no harm. Mm. And that that's basically working with the uh, information that we had coming out of America and around about 2000, 99, 2000. So for 20 years I've been massaging people with cancer and people have said to me, you have to write this. You have, to, you have to write a book. And um, I wrote manuals that I taught from, that the teachers that I taught taught from, uh, but I never wrote the story. I never wrote my story about what it was like to be on the, on the outskirts of medicine and on the outskirts of massage because in 2000, we were told we weren't allowed to massage people that were sick. So we had to send them away. So we created modern-day lepers. And I was very passionate about not letting people feel like they're untouchable because no-one is untouchable. There's always somewhere that you can create a relaxing interaction with another person. And I could talk for three weeks underwater <laughs> about my topic. So you're going to have to ask me questions, no, 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 Natasha. Ask already, me. <laughs> I'm finding out a, a,
0: a lot more about you know, kind of what are the things that have been going on in the world? Because you said just recently... Something has changed within the government regulations. What?
1: Was yeah. It? yeah. Well, over the twenty years, there are places like the Olivia Newton John Cancer Centre in Melbourne, which um, took my first in hospital training program in two thousand and nine, and we took that into the wards and uh, and we were there at the opening and met Olivia and the local pre- the timely premier of um, of Victoria because the Olivia Newton John Centre is partly state funded. It's um, and there's a lot of donation money, but it's partly state funded. So it's very substantial. It's a very substantial service for everyone, not, not just for the wealthy that can afford it. So there was the Living Newton-John Centre uh, opened up and it's it's, excellent and I was involved in the development of that and also I was on the committee that developed the Chris O'Brien Lifehouse in in Sydney and they both have oncology massage services currently in the services they provide but they also have meditation and they have relaxation classes and they have yoga and tai chi and acupuncture and music therapy. So you know, massage is is in a cohort of um, complementary treatments or complementary experiences that create a more relaxed physiology of the body. And, and people benefit from that when they're frightened and when they're in toxic, when they're having toxic chemicals introduced to their body. And it's not them or us, it's a smorgasbord. It's a smorgasbord of things that can help us, and often complementary medicine helps with the side effects of the treatment. So I never tell anyone not to have their chemo or their radiation. Go for it. You know, we we need it. But what we can offer are things that will help us manage that curing process or that treatment process.
0: Yeah. So how long had you then the book been in your mind before you like took the leap, young? Yeah, <laughs>
1: Uh, I think my, my colleague um, she told me that we first had our first discussions about it in 2010. Wow. <laughs> so uh, and that was really at in 2011 I when I was writing the book it was a fantastic experience to write the book I'm so grateful that I I linked up with your organization and um, managed to do it um, because I found out a lot about me that I'd forgotten uh, along the way I've got I've got 22 diaries in wow. my in my bookcase behind me and um, I went through them all and in 2011 I wasn't home I was teaching all around Australia I was teaching in New Zealand and Hong Kong and um I I, I had to say to my husband and son I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I wasn't home, and uh, and I spent my whole time passionately teaching oncology massage to anyone that would listen. And when I wasn't teaching, I was writing articles for massage magazines to keep massage therapists safe because it's it's one thing. And it actually happened to me in my own cancer journey. I was having really a lot of back pain one day, and I mentioned it to the nurses that were treating me and. One of the nurses said, Oh, you should have a massage. Mm-hmm. And and I said, mm, Yes, I should have an oncology massage. So it's it's not enough to give people the information that they can have. Yes, they can have a massage, but it has to be the right kind of massage taught by taught in the right techniques so that they don't do any harm. And you know, so the message was getting out there, that was coming out of America in early 2000, that we, we as massage therapists, because in America, the massage services are licensed. Right. Massage therapists have licenses within in each state and they're regulated, strongly regulated over there. So the system that's set up of examining and teaching oncology massage is excellent and I wanted to transfer that to Australia because we don't have that level of regulation here. So one way of doing it was to get involved with ASIC, which is um, the Australian Quality Skills Authority, And um, they set standards for AMBOs, um, dental technicians, you know, um, parasympathetic, not really, that's the wrong word, but organisations that provide all kinds of secondary support systems to the medical system. And I wrote a course that got accepted by them. Uh, in about 2005, we we got that up and running, but we never made enough money to bring that into a um, a teaching organisation because a registered teaching organisation requires a lot of money yeah. to do that, and I never made enough money, and I couldn't convince benefactors <laughs> that they needed to invest in this, but I never got into debt. I, you know, I, I, uh, I made it all happen, but I had teachers all around Australia and they were like-minded people and we all did what it took to train therapists and support them. Therapists don't last long in massage. Have, um, uh, about five years ago they did some statistics and most massage therapists only last it's in the industry about three years not very long so I wanted people that had had two years experience on healthy bodies before I taught them to work with people that weren't healthy and um, so by then by, by the time people have been in the industry a couple of years they know where their interest lies and they know what toll the work is taking on their body you know therapists often stop because their wrists pack up or their shoulders or things like that so I needed to convince them that oncology massage was gentle for the patient and it was kind to the therapist's body. So we taught them different ways to stand. We taught them different ways to stroke. We taught them that were better for their body. So we had a lot of older women coming into the field and a lot of them had nursing backgrounds because they knew the worth of what we were teaching. They knew that it was positively beneficial for someone that had maybe just been told they had cancer or told there was nothing more we could do for you, Um, go home and get your affairs in order. They needed to reconnect, to not feel abandoned, to have someone that understood the predicament they were in. And and we endeavoured to create that in our training packages and we did it we did it it's it's a it's a really um therapist focused course we teach them from mainly out of patria king's work and and ian Gawler's work at those early leaders in that field it's teaching them about meditation how to work well and how to how to work out what of what of the other you're working with is that my fear or is that their fear you know am I frightened of cancer or you know it, it's it was it's a very in-depth program wow. so the now book really
0: you know, yeah uh, okay go on
1: sorry okay. no go on
0: <laughs> you okay. go
1: I, as I said I, I could yeah. talk underwater about it so
0: how does someone find a qualified oncology massage therapist like uh, what do we yeah. need
1: yeah, well, you can you can ask your local therapists if they've done any specific training in oncology massage. But there's an um, the organisation that I started is called Oncology Massage Limited, and there's a website for that, and they have a contact therapist therapists page. So, and we actually um, brought a scar management therapist from Alaska. Can you believe we flew up from Alaska to um, Adelaide? in about 2014, and she was a recognised guru of scar management in America, and... um, Jamie um, got got a lot of her um, students from the Breast Cancer Network of Australia. So the Breast Cancer Network of Australia has has a contact list for therapists that have been trained, specifically trained in oncology massage. Sometimes cancer councils carry that list. I'm not sure. I'm not involved with Oncology Massage Limited now and I haven't been since 2017. I'm great supporter of them. They do a fabulous job, but I'm not. I was their CEO for um, about 15 years, 16 years, and um, I was burnt out, totally, totally burnt out. So,
0: Do we need need more oncologists?
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And what I say to people, um, if they contact me looking for a therapist, they say, find someone that lives close to you. You know, don't make it a chore to travel across the city and all that sort of thing. Find a therapist that you like that lives close to you and, and get them to contact me and I'll coach them. I'll coach them on what not to do and then we can link them up with training programs that are appropriate for their basic qualifications. Because there are things like shiatsu massage. Um, the, I thought I couldn't train a shiatsu therapist because they're... they're Techniques are based on acupuncture meridians and um, they're they're extremely skilled. They've got fabulous anatomy and physiology. And then I had one come to my course and say, can I do your course? And the only way I could think of finding out what she actually did was to get her to give me um, a shiatsu treatment as if I had left breast cancer you know, pretend a big cross on my boob and just pretend that that's what I've got on that side and and do do what you would do to a client. And, And she did and it was amazing. I felt fantastic. So um, we allowed shiatsu therapists onto our program to train them mm-hmm. and, and that particular therapist became one of the best teachers and works at the, the uh, O'Brien Life House at Royal Prince Alfred Hospital, Sydney. Mm-hmm. So they were early days and we didn't know enough about te- I didn't know enough about techniques that were out there and uh, I was a scientist you know I, I was in umi gumi la la land for for a scientist so hearing about cabbages planted by the moon on in you know in scott scottish highlands you know what was what was I stepping into so all I could think to do was test it test it on me and see what it felt like and and that was pretty much how things grew I started writing and trying to understand what was actually happening and I had colleagues from science and I had colleagues from massage and we'd pick each other's brains and um, try to put together something that would actually support the industry in the transition into complementary medicine.
0: So what is it that you do now what sort of support do you provide obviously and kind of what's your intention with the book now that it's oh.
1: out now? <laughs> <laughs> well the, the the book is, is 50% catharsis I have to think I have to say you know it was talking about all the amazing experiences that I had uh, working with people many of which were on the edge of life and I I'd say in the book I laughed more than I cried you know people on the edge of life they don't muck about they don't they don't talk rubbish. You know, they, they get into the meaningful things in life. And I think I've been asked more often than not, do I believe in God when I've been massaging someone on the edge of life? And it's, a, it's about the spiritual journey, the book. Um, but it's so I want people to wake up. You know, when when I saw the latest news release from Parliament House was that they've they've put together a white paper looking 50% of people with cancer use complementary medicine. They use supplements, they use massage, they use acupuncture, they use music therapy. You know, we we are awake to the benefits of self-care. And what they've done is produce a white paper that will mean everybody can have access to these sorts of this sort of information from the significant medical people. You know, it's one thing for your neighbour to say, look, I read this in the Woman's Weekly. But it's another thing for your oncologist to say, I want you to have six massages once a week for the next six weeks before you come back to me. And let's talk about your anxiety then because the research shows and has shown since 2004 that oncology massage reduces anxiety by more than 50%. Wow. You know, they're not insignificant statistics. Yeah. If there was a pill that did this, yeah. we had, everyone would take it. Yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, uh, what's in the book is about waking up to those statistics and, and it's about... Maybe exploring more of. Uh, Of what kind of things are available, massage therapists being interested in it, medical people being interested. When I was working at the Olivia Newton-John Centre, every time we ran a course there, which was two times a year with six students, and they were handpicked, absolutely handpicked students. And I said at four o'clock each day, I'll make two slots available, four and five, for any senior staff in the hospital to come and have an oncology massage so that they know what we're doing to their patients, right? The people that came were the, the head of accounting, and the very last one were well, that kind of people. You know, I so I want decision makers, I don't want the nurse with the bad back. You know, that they need to get treatment, but not, in, not at this time. And, and the CEO of the hospital came, and the whole time I massaged him, he wanted to know about my science. What, what laboratory, because he was a, he was a scientist. He, he wanted to know about what, then I checked me out. Am I real? You know, we had this conversation about the kind of work I'd done in a, in a neuroscience research laboratory. So it, it was a very, they're interested. They know, they know something has to change. And, and we have to have a, more of a, a, a mature link with complementary medicine and not not operating out of fear. And, and, you know, even my GP, who I absolutely adore, he's the most fantastic man on two legs, you know, he said to me once, they want to give my daughter rescue remedy <laughs> at school if she hurts herself. And I said, it's okay, sweetheart. It's, rescue remedy's been around for over 200 years. It's not going to do her any harm. You know, there might not be double-blind research but there's, there's anecdotal research. There's all this evidence for acupuncture and, oh, okay. and herbal medicine. It's, you know, it's out there. We just need to integrate. And I think it was about 2005 I wrote a paper for the Naturopathic Association of Australia and it was, it was seeing massage as the conduit. Yes. You know, massage can be the conduit. It's, it's not a, It's not ingested it's rubbed on the skin, you know, it's it's a very safe modality to begin integrating and understanding. Yeah. Sorry, I'm waffling. Tell me. I keep know, me on I track.
0: Know. I'm very, very, very uh, interested. I'm sure people are watching this if there is somebody that, you know, can benefit from this information and certainly I think... Reading up about it and as you say, you want to bring more awareness of what's out there, what exists, you know, it's not just traditional stuff, there's the alternative stuff, the complementary stuff, and yeah. give everything a go. You know, you never know. Um yeah. never know what and sounds yeah. blissful, as you say, um <laughs> having a um, you know, that style of a massage and um and all that. Yeah. So, but talk yeah. a little bit now about the process of writing the book. You and I met, we worked out that's oh, ago in Canada, a long time ago. And face yeah. And face.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and a journey over the last couple of years, yeah. uh, but the book's here, so that's what matters, right?
1: Yeah, I think. Uh, well, I was pretty. I worked for the Quest for Life Centre at Bundanoon for nine years on cancer programs, um, working with people on the edge of life and counselling and teaching, and I I knew that people wanted more information. They wanted to know more about what was happening in there. Not everyone, not everyone wants to know. And, and also I knew people were seduced by wacky ideas. You know, they were desperate and they were vulnerable and, and they 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 couldn't see the, you know, some some diets, for example, some diets, there was a, a diet that was very popular about that time in, in about 2010. And it, it took three people to feed one person. You know, they had to be juiced, they had to be peeled, they had to be grown, they had to be harvested, you know, like it was just ridiculous. And the stress of sticking to that diet was far worse for the person with cancer than if they You know, if they just had a almost a hamburger, you know, like homemade, of course, but, but you know, there's the people when they are desperate um, don't always exercise logic. And what I, not that I want them to stop exploring, but I want them to have somewhere where they can find out more about it and make better decisions. And I'd hope that this book would be part of a better decision making process that people go through and you know if you don't if you don't know anything about science you know that's what i found most massage therapists aren't scientists most massage therapists are very big-hearted people they've got gentle hands they've got safe belief systems you know they're 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 the salt of the earth they're beautiful people but they don't understand what they're touching they don't understand what they're feeling. And when you teach them about connective tissue and fascia, which is basically what they're doing, and was working with that, they're light bulbs, they're light bulb moments, and, and they go, oh, so that's what happens, you know. And, and that's really changing the nature of complementary therapy care because people, you don't have to have a science degree to understand it. You can simplify the process and you can talk about it to people so that they actually understand what they're doing. And, um, and I was really passionate about that because the biggest question therapists have for me was, will that hurt someone? Will I do any harm? Yeah, you know, that's their biggest fear yeah. is that they will, will not do the right thing. So rather than go into that unknown territory, they send people away and then someone feels untouchable and, and that—that's the other end of this coin. So I'm hoping that this little book, <laughs> this little book, will wake up, wake up the medical world, wake up the general public, wake, wake up the nursing profession. And I
0: know you've got opportunities that are coming your way. I mean, we've already had you talk to today to people, and this will be listened to over the coming days, weeks. It's going to be online and. Um, and you know, obviously, people will want to find out more information. Um, as well as you said, you've been asked to speak to on a couple of other spots.
1: Yeah, I have. So, and I'm and I'm nervous about it. We, uh, my my um, senior teacher lives in Dalesford, and her name's Kate Butler and uh, she's been part of my organisation almost the whole time, Uh, I discovered this amazing woman. And she'd actually got herself into the Epworth Hospital um, in the mid-90s as a massage therapist. And with Kate's help, um, Oncology Massage Global is going to be running um, its online course in Australia. And so what we're trying to do is to create... Online, so that it's much more affordable, it's much more accessible, and um,
0: I want to yeah. show the inside while you're talking. That's okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: and you know we'll we'll have um, an uh, an online program that people can join in and and do and get a qualification that's recognised by our, our massage associations, which is really important. Accreditation is really, really important um, for uh, understanding the whole modality and, and self-care for the therapist as well as, um, oh, my goodness, I look so young. <laughs> I feel like a bit of a fraud. <laughs> Here I am. Yeah, that's the Olivia Newton-John Centre. So that was the opening of the Olivia Newton-John Centre when when I I I massaged. The
0: website is oncologymassageglobal.com. If you're listening to this in a form of a podcast and there is a My New Book area where you can go and buy a copy of Touching Cancer, My Journey of Self-Discovery with Oncology Massage, um, which is now hot off the press um and check out some of the other services and as as Eleanor said a online program will be on there soon to be able to like deepen your understanding and knowledge and all that sort of stuff well I'm I'm super excited to see you know what now starts to unfold as well we've been through a journey the last couple of years and um you've been through a journey for various reasons (laughs) It's been a pleasure helping you bring this and, you know, it's through people like you that I can also make a difference in an area that I'm not an expert in, right?
1: Oh, but you—you've made it. Uh, this would never have happened without you, Natasha. Without your vision and drive, um, I, and especially having cancer myself in the middle of trying to write, it, writing the book got me through. But only because I knew you were there for me, and that—that um, that it was going to. If I could keep going, you'd make it happen. And uh, that's a great gift to give yeah. us all. So thank you. Uh, you're
0: welcome, and I'm—I'm I'm really grateful that you also persisted and. You know, you did what you could and you stayed in touch, gave us updates and now <laughs> we're here and ready for both books and, and all that sort of stuff. So, guys, go and get a copy of this book if you know somebody. I know everyone in life is touched by cancer in some way, right? Yeah. um You know, whether it's a close family, you know someone, a friend, you know, it just happens. So um, this is a powerful resource. And if you are a massage therapist, make sure you go and check out some of this because this could be another option and a
1: service
0: mm. that you could offer in, within your um you know within your business or whatever you're doing so thank you Eleanor for your time you're welcome
1: thank you for having me
0: uh, so wealth of information as you could as you could hear she's so passionate about it um and um i'll see you guys next oh no next week i'm traveling that's why we changed it to this week the interview um i'll be off for a couple of weeks from the interviews uh but i will be back Um, in a couple of weeks' time with the final one for the year. So have a great week, everyone, and smash it out!